Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sid's Foodcast. This is the podcast where me and my guests would talk about food, our love for food, and everything in the name of food. Welcome, everyone. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're safe. Make sure you guys are practicing social distancing. Rona is still out there. Please do make sure you take all preventive measures that you don't so that you won't get the Rona. Anyways, this episode I am going to talk about I mean, why am I saying I am? I already did the recording. Um, I talked with my grade school classmate, Justin Ko, who is now the owner of Akasha Steakhouse in Cebu City. If you are not familiar with Akasha Steakhouse, it is one of the, you know, the best steakhouse in Cebu City. It is located in Akasha Street, which is um, actually named after the street, um, Akasha Street. Um, sub Green Valley Subdivision, Capitol Hills, Cebu City. Um, for right now, they are now offering stakeouts, <laughs> meaning you can eat your steak to go. That's a really um, cool way to say it. And besides Akasha Steakhouse, he is also the owner of the Brasserie. This is a kiosk, I think, or a food cart in BTC Banila Town Center where he serves rice bowl, rice bowls specifically bone marrow beef bone marrow rice bowls which is a very interesting and a genius take in in when it comes to rice bowls cuz we only think of rice bowls as um you know the the regular silogs and all that but um, it, it's his own take of a fairly, I would say, like expensive dish in a way, but making it more casual, affordable, but it's not sacrificing the taste and the bone marrow quality. Um, we talked about his journey with um, Akasha Steakhouse. How did it all get started? We also try kind of reminisce on, on the school lunches that we had in grade school and how he um, thinks of the food business now during the coronavirus situation and he offered some tips for people who are interested in joining the food venture business and i hope you guys would love this episode and if you do it will mean the world to me if you would like share and um, subscribe to the podcast. I really love what I'm doing when it comes to talking to guests and learning about what they have to talk about when it comes to food. And um, your shares and your likes will go definitely a long way. So yeah, thank you so much and I hope you would enjoy the episode. It was like really bulky and then you were like uh, the first ones like it was so amazing of this this phone that has a colored camera. Yeah, it, I felt really cool that time. So, <laughs> and then delete pa kana. And then I I don't know if it's you, but you were you you told me na your mom won like a raffle of a Samsung, and then they Bluetooth ni makabit ni mo ang camera. 
I don't know if you well, remember that one, but remember. <laughs> well, what I think I think what's more surprising is that you remember that for me. I don't really recall those moments anymore. <laughs> oh, maybe I remembered it because of how cool the phone was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say like I don't remember much about Koan Cherish. I I remember like parts of it, but one mm. of those memories was just really the phone because. No one has that phone. <laughs> yeah, I think. So so yeah, I really felt <laughs> special that time. That's why I want to show it off. So. <laughs> that, yeah. that was okay for people. That was like fourth grade. Okay, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, we lost touch over the years, and then then yeah, yeah, dog Manila. So I continued after cherished yeah, dog Manila. nice study until first year college which was high school right you transferred high school no? i transferred the fifth the next year ato oh okay transfer okay. ko ato from grade 5 until ng college ko dito na ko sa, uh, first year college sa manila and then iba- ah, okay. oh, and then ibalik ko kuan ibalik ko cebu to finish kuan college sa san jose and then like i think we were facebook friends and then i saw you like um like you were doing culinary school yeah, yeah. Oh, you were doing that one, and then, and then fast forward a few years, man. Um, you already have your own thing, and which was really, really awesome. And it had to be something. Uh, it doesn't matter, like oh, you're my. Uh, I know this guy, or I don't know this guy, but because I actually knew Akasha first before knowing that you were the one running it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh the only time that I knew na it was you when I think one of our common friends shared a video of the trailer sa Akasha Steakhouse. Oh yeah, we we did make a trailer for oh. marketing, but you know we we don't we don't market much. But there are times that that you know we make some videos and you know mm. share it yeah yeah so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's what i knew but let's talk about kwan lang kanang before before the akasha before all that one uh, uh, i want to start things first with i always do this with all my guests i want to ask man what was your last meal before the show before the show oh, before uh, right before we're before you know we're talking here right now doing the podcast Last meal was fish nuggets. Like, you know, like like the fish nuggets. It's like the, the one you buy in a grocery. It's like chicken nuggets, uh, but, but it's fish. fish. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it's... Uh, I still miss my uh, childhood, childhood, so I have it. <laughs> I have it every now and then. Oh, <laughs> like when you said fish nuggets, I always assume if a person is a chef, but like I assume that he make it into like from you know from his own bare hands. He like make it all and well, and well, <laughs> well, not really because um, oh, and I'm, I... I'm a chef, you know, chef just like any other. Uh, that uh, chefs are just like any other persons that w- when they go home they don't take their work with them so so they just eat like any other person except <laughs> only that we can cook if we if we if we really want to but most of the time we just you know uh, like eat uh, eat like everyone else and i heard yeah. that one for like three three chefs that i know of 
We'll do that job, but normally, <laughs> just breakfast food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really quite like, quite like you as a chef and then fish nuggets. But for real, um, um, nuggets bitaw. I've never tried kanang fish nuggets actually. I've tried fish fillet. I tried fish and chips, but uh, I don't know. Once is is it like chicken nuggets, but line ng consistency? Well, no. Uh. Well, chicken nuggets, you know, it tastes, you know, uh, it tastes really processed, okay? But this fish nuggets happens to be the same brand, but it's actually real fish there. So, mm-hmm. so you know, it, it I, I can't say that it's like made up fish or it's uh-huh. like um, a fish roll I mean, with, with, with bread, you know, but, but I could really say that it's real fish. With breadcrumbs in it, so it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. just like a very quick bite, and it's always, ako like basa fish and like if it's breaded, kwan majuna diba like what do you call it on tartar sauce? And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. but here long... we just use ketchup, so uh-huh. you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And but for the longest time ever, even until today, I still don't know. Unsay na sa tartar sauce? Like why is it called tartar sauce? Is it because with cream of tartar? <laughs> well, well, I don't really know. I, I mean, I mean, I may be a chef, but but I, I don't question every single thing that comes up across my way. So, so like if it's like hot dog is called hot dog, I, I wouldn't, you know, like think oh, why is oh why it's called that way. <laughs> like you know, like hot dog is hot dog. So you know, I just leave it that. Oh, but like I. I really dig deep into it. Like, no, no, no. Like, I want to figure out, like, is aioli just a fancy mayonnaise or is it just another term for mayonnaise? Like, you know, mm. I always go But through yeah, it. For, for, for every classic thing, there's always a history, uh, a history, mm-hmm. you know, behind it. So, yeah. so <laughs> we, we didn't get to study all those details. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, what yeah. is Talking about kato cherish ba and all that. Can I remember bang onsay mga? Do you finish high school sa cherish no? Yeah, um, you know, started there, finished there, so Uh-oh. it was quite a monotonous. Um, can I remember uh... mga? Can I remember mga bay na mga mga nindot na pagkau na to sa kantin dito? Kaya na ako wajud na marami. Longganisa. Longganisa. Uh, Same ra ba ang katong nagmanage sa kantin na to sa cherish? Like, yeah. Um, Until now, it's, it's the same, you know, uh, Saint Martin's. Mm. <laughs> Saint I, I, Martin's. I don't actually remember, but I remember when I was in the first canteen. Dito, and then, obviously, it's not the same thing, but I've never tried the Logarisa, but I remember that I think even until right now, they give the biggest barbecue skewer. Na, For one person, usara jud ka barbecue mga urut na jud. 
<laughs> then, oh, well, I, I don't, I don't recall the barbecue. Karikol did karikol because I remember na because the canteen was so big and then it was during the time na soft drinks was still allowed. Kabot pa I I for right now for what I know wala na yun din pwede ang soft drinks in schools. But okay. Uh, remember ko ato jud katong barbecue steak because. Remember ko ato kay ni order ko royal and then ako gibutang sa tray and then uh you know me being a very clumsy kid na I I tripped and then nahulog ang kwan everything on the tray and it was in the middle of the cafeteria <laughs> <laughs> so, that was that was pretty traumatic <laughs> so people just watch you or, or, or what or <laughs> i think people was oh people was what the people were watching me and i remember like um the jaime our classmate jaime's mom was there like oh. and like i think he was just like she was like her eyes were like showing Great concern of me. <laughs> yeah. I miss Bob. I think Jaime or si, I forgot to say Marks. But Marks, Marks. Marks is mom, uh, I think. I think it, it was Marks' mom because I, I never saw Jaime's mom. Oh, it Marks, was always it, Marks. Oh, yeah. it, it was Marks' mom, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Shout out to Marks, man. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> And shout out to all the people that I, I still remember and cherish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, and then going, going, go, moving forward, but I, I remember one of your posts that you didn't, you decided to not pursue tertiary education or college and then you went straight to Juan just doing oh. culinary or did you actually go wait to... uh, uh no um i went straight to no no i i didn't went straight ahead i mean i didn't do anything for three years i mean you know i just helped out with my mm-hmm. with my fam- with, with my family's business because i knew that i didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and And school isn't really the place for me. So if I just go for college, I'm just wasting money. I'm gonna. I'm not saying that it's a waste of money. I mean, but for, for me, you. I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I'm not academically, you know, inclined Mm-mm. to sit down and memorize. I, I rather do things and learn by doing Mm-mm. so. So it didn't really make sense for me to go to college. So I did. So I did go. It was mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so it's a young Roman. And you know that's that's like taking a gap year, you know, and and like people are doing that one. It's it's a fra- fancy term of, I don't want to go to college yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so I waited until I knew what I wanted to do, then I just went for it, which was culinary. So it it only took me one year. So, you know. Did you really had that koan affinity or liking to with food during that time or? Not really. Uh, I just learned how to cook because I wanted to eat out, but it's quite it's quite expensive. So, mm-hmm. so how do we save money but eat well, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we start by cooking at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so that's where the inclination started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you and then you figured out. Oh, hey, I wanted. Was it like a strong urge? Like, hey. I want to do something, or was it like you wanted to test the waters? Well, I wouldn't say it's even testing the waters. It, it, it was just a hobby, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't really 
go for culinary just to you know like make a business or what just explore around mm-hmm. and see where it might go so you know I, I didn't really had any expectations mm-hmm. or anything yeah. and what was it like man going through that year of culinary schooling I would say yeah well it was I would say it's quite expensive for for just one year but uh, you get to learn all the basic fundamentals of cooking which you don't really get when you're just cooking with your mom or or uh-huh. or with your or, or with friends you know you you learn kitchen discipline kitchen term, kitchen terminology which all of those things are necessary if you go into the career of of food so mm. so yeah it was quite good it it, it it wasn't strenuous for me because you know it's it's what i really wanted to do so you know it just flowed naturally <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but of, of course there are areas where i'm not good at the say baking you know so mm-hmm. so that's the only place where i struggle baking mm-hmm. and well, all the rest were fine you know? yeah man like uh, i've known some people who also did culinary and then they were talking to me because i there was a, a point in my life that i wanted to do cooking and i i think this is also probably my way of really showing how i love food and mm. <laughs> i decided to well i decide well i cook at home and i love to cook and all that one but not i don't have that urge to be like in a like in a restaurant scene but for me yeah, i really it's, it's quite different yeah, yeah I, for me it's yeah. really exploring food as a storyteller and someone yeah, who really yeah. just like appreciates food and tries out new things but yeah. for but i was really intrigued by it like me there was one time but like they told me about how proper proper knife skills are important and then like oh making sure that the the kitchen is always like you know properly maintained and all that one like oh that this is really difficult you know and then the, how yeah, they're, yeah. they're learning yeah, and then the... it, it's it's really quite it's really quite uh, there's a misconception that if you love food or or love to cook at home, then you know you could just make a career out of food. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really different. It's so, different, no? So so the kitchen life in a of a commercial food establishment cook, huh? feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's really the right word. Um, the home kitchen mm-hmm. and the commercial kitchen, which. You know, it's not that fun in the commercial kitchen. There's, <laughs> there's stress. There's planning. There's, you know, um, deadlines and all. But in a home no. kitchen, you know, you take your you, time. You, you take your time. You, you, you do what you do. Nobody tells you how to do it. No, nobody will would complain because it's for free. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would would, would 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 demand, right? So, so yeah. It's, it's 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 all good in the home kitchen. Kita yeah. bitaw na ba like, cause mabitaw like, wala kita ujud ko. I always watch like Iron Chef. <laughs> I always watch um, uh, like I always watch all these food shows and like how restaurants or Gordon Ramsay and all those like Anthony Bourdain and all that. Kita ujud ko like how intense the kitchen is. Grabe Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's just Gordon. Obviously, okay, Gordon Ramsay has like a different level maybe could be like for the for the film but even just from anecdotes from other chefs it's really 
it's stressful and yeah. it could be it could be really intense at times no you know like yeah <laughs> but yeah like you really do that because it's probably something that you really like to do i guess yeah yeah, yeah. you really have to put then you know some sometimes some other jobs out there like you can just do it for the money but sometimes like cooking especially for long periods of like for years and years you have to put a lot of mm. heart and dedication to it and yeah 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 and and uh, i want to go forward with um you know you're done with school and uh, how did it i remembered man before akasha you were doing the the what do you call the beat the 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 BTC, btc thing i remember did you, oh, yeah. did you do uh, that first like i remember like yeah, you were yeah. you were selling an an bone marrow oh right? uh in, in a, i thought in a you, bowl. you were in manila so oh. how, how, how did you you know because i thought kita ko ano call meeting you there di right? kita ako sa kuan we were facebook friends na i didn't really like message or anything ah, okay, okay. remember ako ato Yeah. Yeah, so how did it go man from 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 culinary school and then deciding to do that? Okay. Uh wait. <laughs> I have to think back because <laughs> so, this was like <laughs> I don't know, six years ago, seven <laughs> years ago. Um okay. So right after culinary, it's like there's a split road, right? It's, it's either you get a job or you make a business. Mm, like apprentice so, in a way. Yeah. So so like when making business it doesn't really mean that you have to put up a restaurant. It could be just a, you know, a small stand, you know, mm-hmm. and you know and and manage yourself. So it's almost like a job, you know, because stuff. So so from those two options, I just went for start a small business, you know. Mm-hmm. And then You know, uh, I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. I just went straight to BTC and said, you know, I want to put up a stall. But it's not a legitimate, you know, business. It's a food market, mm-hmm. you know. So anyone anyone could just put up a a stall a, a stall without the business permits or mm-hmm. or any other, you know, those. Because it's uh, not every day, buy you know, or is it like not rescheduled? Well, that time was just only weekly. It's only oh. every Saturday, oh, and then okay. for uh, for six days a week, I just you know um, help out with my parents' business. It's mm-hmm. a textile business, and then every Saturday, that's the only time in the week that I can indulge my you know um, Your passion. Yeah, sort of a passion. Yeah, um, but during that time, um, even though it was only once a week, but I learned. Some really important uh, lessons on how to, you know, uh, how to operate a a stall, how to store food, um, you know, mm-hmm. costing, uh, food cost, how to talk with customers. You know, it, it it was a minor experience, but it really helped me along the way. You know, it's it, it, it's the basics, but it's really important. So I did that for maybe almost two years. And then occasionally, when there's a a bigger pop up, uh, you know, a pop up event, so I just go there and apply. <laughs> so so I, I just take the the stall with me wherever I go because it's just a simple, you know, it's like tables just 
uh, put up tables and make a design for yourself. So, <laughs> so it, it, it can't be taken anywhere. That's so, that's yeah. pre-subbo mercado, no? Okay, wala pa tayong subbo mercado during that time. Yeah, uh, that time there weren't any subbo mercado, so mm-hmm. wala pa yung so, mga mga yeah, food. It was quite or... modest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you learn a thing or two how to the customers. Um, uh, watch how other people do it and see mm-hmm. new ideas, meet new people. So, you know, um, one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. So, I-, I would say that experience was priceless. You know, and, you know. Can you probably, karang, uh, oh wait, well, before I ask, uh, before I ask a different question, how did you get to decide now you wanted to do bone marrow? Okay, uh, this was quite funny because when I inquired the uh, when I acquired BTC to to put up a stall, I didn't had any idea Kung what menu to serve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just called, just wanting to ask the details, and then then the person who talked to me asked me, so like, what are you gonna sell? So I I had to come make up, something <laughs> come up come up just come up with something that, that I can say. So I said rice balls. Sure, oh, okay. It's like beef rice balls. So beef, I my specialty is beef, and then I had to come up with something. So beef rice balls. So so <laughs> I, I just had to say that uh, outright, just so just so I can get the necessary information, mm-hmm. and then well, it it turns out that. You know the beef rice ball is was a convenient item for me to start with, mm-hmm. and then that time I, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say that I had a great idea, mm-hmm. but I just worked on what I had, <laughs> and then from and then from there, you know, uh, things got better. I improved stuff, and then now we had a fully functioning kiosk with people manning it so 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 yeah it, <laughs> yeah, it, it was there. really like an ingenious thing because I've, if you think of rice bowl man you think you think like little topics like maybe giniling or like kanang the uh, silogs or you uh, know even like something outrageous as maybe like maybe like I don't know like boneless bangus ba like something like that but yeah. bone marrow man like that's i've never i have never thought of something like that like like if it's something that i is... did either i did either actually i didn't even think i didn't even think uh what i what i was supposed to do i just had to make something in my mind and then say it so 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 i, I didn't know it either okay so uh, <laughs> it's really it's it's us it's an ingenious move without like to like a bone marrow rice bowl and it's when you think of bone marrow diba, it's usually I think of bulalo it's either bulalo mm. or I think of really expensive bone marrow with butter and all of that and then and on toast yeah oh diba, yeah. Mo na, diba? Like, it's, yeah. it's either the bulalo or the expensive bone marrow and then uh. to think of a bone to think of a bone marrow dish that's I'm not sure how much it is, but I assume it's affordable because it's as in a stall, stall one munch. Yeah, one. yeah. Well, it's. I don't. I don't know how they did the balance of you know something that creative and. 
<laughs> well, the uh, thing is, the thing is, um, it's supposed to be affordable because uh, also buku, you know, this this bone marrow dish, it uses a cheap cut. You know, it's uh, it, it's a cut that is taken for granted, and it, it, you know, but it's something that you can make stuff with it, Bitong. and then. With the bone marrow, nothing goes wrong with with bone marrow. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you have gravy, you have beef it's and bone really marrow, good. you have rice. What oh. what could possibly go wrong? Okay? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Unless like you get high cholesterol, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, um, until now, even in this, even in this pandemic, people still really want to reserve all the bone marrows for, for themselves. So it's still it's still in a quite high high of a demand even at this time. Yeah. So I'm quite happy for that. Imagine by like if if like I have I haven't tried I've tried eating in your restaurant, but I haven't tried the stall, but just imagine like that buttery texture of bone marrow without like Oh on rice. <laughs> on rice. Oh god. On rice. Yeah. Make like yeah. make any fat kid happy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, what were you told me like it, the experiences that you had were really priceless, and obviously, you probably have a lot of experiences. But if you could probably uh, share one valuable lesson or maybe a struggle that probably the audience could pick up if ever they want to decide to pick to like make a stall or put up a stall somewhere all right um okay uh, in this pandemic it, it, it really taught me what was essential okay um of course i started a steakhouse and then um i, I would say during the normal times um leisure places like me or you know a steakhouse was quite necessary because you, because you gotta have a venue for people to you know to catch up, um, mm-hmm. have a good time. So so even though we're selling steaks, it's almost like a bar, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's like a bar where where you, people have fun or um, a, a coffee shop, you know. Mm-hmm. But when things got hard or you know like this pandemic, it really taught us that if you're not essential. <laughs> you're basically yeah. not needed, okay? I mean, you're. I mean, that the sun will still rise the the, the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people people will still go on with their own lives without you. Mm-hmm. So my hard work in the steakhouse was basically for not, okay. I wasn't needed at the end of the day, and people can still go on. And you're just there when things are normal, mm-hmm. or when people have. What what do you call this um, the dispensable income. Mm. So that really hurt me a lot, okay? Because I I really care for my product and I want my I, I want to serve people. I, I I want to be useful to people, not just entertaining, okay? So so. But fortunately, I made my kiosk, my 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 food cart in BTC. Prior to COVID, because I, because I, I wanted to know what it's like to have a affordable option and see you know um, how it fares to mm-hmm. each other you know, and then as it turns out, 
the stall is the one that is basically surviving well now mm-hmm. at this time the dynasty cause for obvious reasons mm-hmm. so 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 back to your question what has this taught me is that whatever you whatever you're doing you should be somehow be essential so that whatever happens you will still be relevant and and you will not be forgotten and not be you know labeled as non essential because you're just basically be useless mm. okay yeah or <laughs> yeah, you can I mean, be seen it, as a luxury yeah luxury i mean you know <laughs> it really hurt me a lot but you know lessons has be has to be learned mm-hmm. uh food should be no matter how good it is you should be accessible mm-hmm. affordable you know drop your pride of being you know the best chef and all but you 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 can be the best chef in the world but not but not needed bit now, <laughs> you know bit now, that's true it's, it's, it's really it's it's yeah it's uh, a reflective time without without yeah. right yeah. and i can't yeah. i can't imagine no like the struggle of being a restaurant owner and just ako lang i just A, a person who loves to eat outside a person who loves to who loves food and loves to try out new things just seeing how kanang mga mga restaurants closing right now it's yeah you know it's it's really difficult and it's not just obviously we think of the koan the servers the waiters and all that mm-hmm. one, but we also have to give our hearts to the people who actually build up the place and, yeah, uh, yeah and then it's it's really you know you think of it as your as your baby you know and you have to close it because yeah, of it, something it, it, it that you can't something you can't especially if you're doing well in it and this happened you know something you can't control yeah. you know it's it, 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 it's not it's like, not even it's, it's not even your fault yeah it's, 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 it's not, it's not, not like fault. you messed up and then you won yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but let's backtrack a little bit no kanang um pre-covid you know <laughs> before that before that for people who do not know akasha steakhouse and so we'll probably give a little bit of an exposition about it so you decided to do to do the stalls and you know it, it worked out somehow you learned a lot of invaluable lessons and then mm. when did you get to decide and when you, when did when was the transition of hey i want to do something bigger something you know okay. something that i could really put my eyes on my work on. okay um all right dubai mentioned that i work six days a week in my family's business and mm-hmm. then i spend one day of that week for the food cart because that's the only day available for it so so because it's a it's a weekend thing okay so i'm forced to be in my family's business for most of the week so Um along those time you know um family doesn't really get along well with each other right i mm-hmm. mean sometimes it can get messy right so especially when you know business is involved so so just to get straight to the point i somehow got fired from you know my uh, my, my family's business so If you're if you are someone that has 
any degree of ambition and you get fired from your own family's business mm-hmm. like what would be your initial you know instinct or mm-hmm. or motive you'll you'll say i'm going to start your own and then and then i'm going to prove to you that i'm not i'm not how to say this uh incapable mm-hmm. you know so um Shembre, we had to or rather i had to find out what i can do with what with what i have mm-hmm. and with my mom's side she had this empty lot i don't know it's a it's a warehouse in a residential area that has a you know a wide space so what can we do with it <laughs> <laughs> so, so so okay um so let's do a restaurant which is the, the most obvious thing um mm-hmm. let's do a restaurant here because it's quite uh trendy that you convert your property into a restaurant mm-hmm. right i mean it happens anywhere mm-hmm. not just here so so that was the easy that was the easy kind of decision because mm-hmm. it's going on here and there but the tricky part is what kind of concept would you, would you do in a in a hidden place that not many people are passing by mm-hmm. but i would say that the, the, the place was a attract a attractive one but the way to go there is not mm-hmm. you know so what kind of restaurant would you do that would work in that kind of um position right mm-hmm. so two things the most common thing would do uh, the most common thing that people would do is make a cheap barbecue pl- uh, you know cheap barbecue place you know mm-hmm. uh, maybe 10 peso per steak 15 mm-hmm. peso per steak you know and then cheap rice or maybe only this only mm-hmm. that right so but uh but i thought um if people were to travel far you would rather travel far for something that is more special right not just mm-hmm. a cheap eats i mean so... you already traveled that far the reward should be you know pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah like i want to travel far just to eat a 10 peso steak barbecue mm-hmm. and a only rice or maybe some decent soup but you know it's it's not rewarding enough to do such a thing and before you reach my place you would probably run how many establishments uh mm-hmm. the same thing right not unless if you have a really good view let's say if your uh, location is in a in a mountain or mm-hmm. let's say like lantau mm-hmm. lantau where you know it's cheap eats but the You're selling point the is the view mm-hmm. yeah the, yeah which i, I don't have Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do think what can I do that is something special and it is something that I can do well I love steak right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love steak so and during that time there were no steakhouse open in Cebu I mean uh, there was but I wouldn't say it's, it, it was that successful steakhouse. Or there were really yeah. actual jud, the actual steakhouse jud. Uh, I wouldn't say there was a actual steakhouse. Like, like there's a your name and 
in a steakhouse, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a restaurant serving steak. Okay, oh, so okay. <laughs> so there's not there there wasn't any dedicated steakhouse. So so okay, we have a property, and then uh, I like steak, and then there was no dedicated steakhouse at at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it was obvious. Then the name Akasha Steakhouse, the street where the Steakhouse is located is Akasha Street, so it's just you know <laughs> one plus one uh, Akasha Steakhouse. So that's how it started. So so basically, we just renovated the place. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any. We didn't do any advertising. We simply opened the gates and waited for people to come in. <laughs> that's how it started. Yeah. So and and the reason why we did that because you know. We we didn't think that it, we didn't think that it, it would do well, mm-hmm. mainly because of the location and that even though I did culinary school, but you know, it's not enough experience to run a actual restaurant. Like you have to work your way up in the, you know, like get several mm-hmm. jobs in reputable in restaurants, restaurants and you get a name and, for yourself. No. Yeah, and then you make a restaurant, but. Fresh from culinary school and maybe a bit of um, rackets in mm-hmm. in a food bazaar, it's just not really enough experience to run a restaurant. More more so a steakhouse. Without, without <laughs> just like, right, right. just thinking about it, no, like it's like you really need to have that that one will and that the, probably not, yeah. not the guts, but like enough confidence within yourself that you can actually pull it off well i think like, my mom be assuming that like you would assume that ah, it's okay like you know it'll not go well but still i i it's it's still a restaurant it's still real money you yeah know, it quite good yeah like, there's there's still something on the line but to yeah. pull that off and then no marketing gigs or like gimmicks and all that it's a yeah. it's a testament of your product and your food yeah and and also um there's also a a misconception that just because you have worked your way up um just because you've you have a name you've uh you've had a name working as a chef it doesn't re- it, it doesn't really mean that you can run a, re- a restaurant because mm-hmm. the restaurant is not just the kitchen. I mean, if you're a good chef, you're a trained chef, you know how to run the you know how to run the kitchen, okay? But but the kitchen is not the whole restaurant. I mean, it's a part you have to deal mm-hmm. you have to deal with things that you probably haven't tried, but it's necessary for for a business, let's say, accounting, marketing. Uh, um, salary, um, mm-hmm. handling your people, hiring and firing, like like <laughs> those uh, HR, right? mm-hmm. you know, those are different fields that are necessary in any business. Like, okay. how do you pay your taxes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like or, or employee benefits, mm-hmm. or how do you reprimand them? How do you hire them? How do you fire them? You know, uh, they're um, 
legal process for it, right? So, and uh, there's just a, just a whole lot of it, it's a whole ecosystem that you need to know. It's yeah, not just yeah. it's not just the kitchen, yeah. you know, handling and, people and everything that you said, man. That's really true, and yeah, and for you to pull so, it off like that, by it's like props, mad props. But no, <laughs> I mean, I had help. Okay, I, 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 I mm-hmm. didn't do everything alone I, I you know oh, of course I asked course. my mom I asked you know my my friends in you know my, my friends and, and, and mentors who who happens to have restaurants like mm-hmm. how do you you know let's say um, like how do you even get a business permit I mean mm-hmm. how do you get a business <laughs> permit That's, and I, it wasn't easy okay mm-hmm. like how often do you pay taxes I, I mean like what's the difference between business tax and and value at the tax Vital. income tax there's quarterly there's um you know uh, quarterly annually mm-hmm. you know uh, there's a, a lot of <laughs> and how things, do you, uh, how do you make sure that you you're know. not losing money <laughs> yeah 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 Vital so way. so the great misconception is just because you know how, how to cook food at home that doesn't mean that you can be a chef and just mm-hmm. because you're a chef doesn't mean that you can run a business. Mm-hmm. There's a so, whole, you know, yeah. It is a whole ecosystem, right? So, so I think just maybe just because you are a good chef, I think that's like people would have that confidence that this restaurant would do well because you yeah. know the chef. I think that would yeah. play a part, I guess, initially, because you know they have confidence with that chef, but that yeah. can't run the show the whole time. Yeah, but even if you get that right um in reality as it happens there are many restaurants with which has good food but doesn't turn out well and there are these restaurants that, that are that doesn't have good food and, and are quite expensive mm-hmm. but are plenty times more busier than those um honest to goodness uh cooking right i mean it it really does happen right so <laughs> so so <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of complexity that goes along with it, but but the answer is you know I don't really know. I mean I don't yeah. have all the answers, but yeah. you know I but, think it's just really <laughs> learning along the way. It's yeah, really, and you really have to put a lot of heart and put a lot of thought about these things. And you know, if you make mistakes, like you just hope hopefully it's not a costly one, and just learn from it. You know, yeah. I've, this is just me, just assuming because I don't know how to run a restaurant, but I keep looking. I I I understand the whole concept of it's not just the product that you serve. You have the back end. You need to know. You have customer service. You have to to do deal with the aesthetics of the place and all that one. And for sure, it's yeah. If, if we the really, ambience, everything. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. we go nitty gritty and all that, it's going to be a whole different episode. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the the thing I would probably want to talk about Akasha is probably my uh, my experience and also probably like the menu when I went to Akasha the very first time. The place was just really spectacular, you know. Just going there and just going there, it's it's a residential place and you think if you think of it's a residential place, usually it's like a makeshift home, just like you said. And there are some people who really can get to pull it off. And then some mm. people really it's it's like a home and then Gihimorajo restaurant and 
I don't really mind that. No, like as long as the food is good, that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but you know when when I got there it was it was really nice. It, um, more ang feel magud siya is when you say one magud like steakhouse, it feels a little bit more fancy, uh, refined, uptight, yeah, and like yeah. you gotta kanang, dress up. You you have to have kanang. Kanang na dress code ba? Okay, that's like yeah, more yeah. assume or assumption of it, and and I don't deal with like I don't like it, and I understand that other restaurants are like that. But kanang when you get there, but it's it's something that it feels a little bit more class, but homey siya ba? And sometimes yeah, good but... okay, when you say steakhouse, okay, you feel in. In- intimidated in a way, number of, yeah. especially like first time people now who try steak, and then like, oh, uh-huh. should I do need do I need to wear a suit or something <laughs> or like, are the, yeah. are, <laughs> do I have to prepare my wallet for this one? Working on it, but but for me, it felt like it felt classy, but it also felt like home. Low key. Oh, oh, ba? And yeah, yeah, comfortable. It's a date night. For sure, it's a it's a date night, but uh, not like you have to be like uptight, like you can't relax. But this to, well, I feel good ko na homey, uh, but really yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I I think I think the time when I uh met you in Akasha, like you're wearing a formal thing. Oh, you know, oh. yeah, and and then you know, I, I thought uh, maybe he maybe this guy thought that's gonna be a fancy, but. You're basically in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Bitaw, because, basically, because that's that's basically my assumption. Just with uh, steakhouses, uh, you're in the woods, so you're you're wearing a <laughs> yeah, uh, proper uh, formal attire in the woods. So I, I'm cool with that. More 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 pero But the feel was really homey, and I like that. Jud, I so much so na I even prefer that. You know, nah, I can. It's classy, but I can still feel relaxed, in a way. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have these pretentious people looking around. Yeah, looking like, around. like look at you head to toe. Oh, right like, dude, like, Korva, like, do you have this? <laughs> Ew, like, yeah. did you come here, like, God? Did you use Grab going here? <laughs> like, mm. I don't know, but like, I don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it was really it was really nice. And then, um, you had portions of the place na na like open, and then you had portions na like you have to go up a little bit, and you have this pri- private like a terrace thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I really really like that part, especially like I was <laughs> I was uh, on a date with my girlfriend, who was now my wife. You know, it, it was a really really nice. Memorable experience with our like camera and then you know you can see everything in a way. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not just the place. Obviously, people you really have to go there after the whole thing is you know after whole Corona thing is done, and hopefully mm. you know we can go back to that somehow go back to that way of life, and mm. but obviously more improved, but. The food, man. Like, uh, out again. My assumption with steakhouse is obviously it's pricey. 
and mm. and there are places that really outrageous just on price like they get makataro and just and then kanang dito sa mo koan i wouldn't say na it was it i would say dili I wouldn't it's say reasonable. affordable. Reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah, that's the reasonable. That, that's yeah. the Quran. That's the right yeah. term. It's, yeah. it's not some... cheap, not expensive, uh, just just right. Uh, I mean, and you, know. you, it's it's worth your money. That's that's the Quran. Okay, the question the is value. oh, the first <laughs> the question is even is if it's if it's expensive, man, good. The question is, is it worth it? And there are there are definitely places that even if it's expensive, it's worth it. And there are yeah. places that are expensive that are not worth it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I wasted my money in that place. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And if your your place just is worth the money. And I'm not just you know I'm not just Kwan like you know gassing you up or like Kwan because I know you. But really, from the two times that I went there, it was really really good. And that. Talking from a person who eats a lot of steak, especially there is a the US, my my stepdad cooks a lot mm. of steaks, and mm. and maybe that's where um I could get to talk to you. Maybe this last portion of of our podcast, man. When mm. we talk mongod of beef, ako lang assumption na sa Philippines and especially my experiences with beef sa Philippines, we always think of it's either bistik tagalog uh-huh. bulalo uh-huh. and tapa i think more mm-hmm. kung kuan ba and and uh whenever i eat like bulalo or whenever i eat something like beef it felt a little bit gamey like na siya aftertaste ko kasabot that's uh, why where uh oh. here or in us no 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 there as a sa philippines whenever my mom cooks okay, okay, some, like okay. beef ba? so for oh. example like bluto siya bulalo there's the naji mark after taste the gamey taste of it well obviously gamey but in a good way yeah in a, in a oh. good way okay. after taste na i'm oh. i wasn't na dili kuka taste when I eat chicken or when I eat like obviously kanang Filipino uh, or chicken we don't have that but beef maka feel ko na so it was it was good but it was a little bit off putting for me when I was a kid obviously katong kotong ni dako dako it was okay for uh, me but generally for the Filipino masses that's the introduction when it comes to beef and then it's always uh, well done it's always kanang duge kanang kay beef guy when you say beef gahi na yeah assumption ba and then and obviously when it comes to your kwan it's a whole different playground when it comes to beef because you're serving uh, you're, you're in a steakhouse and maybe for people out there who wants to try out different types of beef even in their comforts of their home Maybe can you probably just name a few types of cuts and you know what what is it like because I know you serve different types of cuts of beef mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. maybe just a rundown maybe a, maybe a mini lesson of beef what what can you do with it and all that Well uh hmm how do I say this Well okay for for starters it's not about the cut you know I mean 
like I would say the most basic steak if you wanna you know eat steak is is the ribeye, you know. Mm-hmm. But but you gotta get your ribeye from a reputable source. Um uh get it from someone who really knows about steaks and and not just people who who sell you know beef because um if you use local beef it's not really meant for steak so even even mm-hmm. if you get the ribeye it's it's gonna be very tough you know okay, you have to by, for, for yeah. people who are listening asa sila in cebu uh okay like for home cooking larder corp all right it's uh Yeah, it's it's really my supplier. Ever since I started day one, yeah, I know. I mean, because what's nice, Magod, is that you know, in Cebu there's like several, several, several um, supplier of beef, you know, um, steak, and not all of them knows what they're talking about. They just wanna sell you stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like in the in the US, for example, there's probably count uh, countless ranches there who oh, make their beef okay. their steak, man. Like, yeah they yeah know their steak. but 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 not all of them are 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 good okay i mean there are just mm-hmm. a few of them that are exceptionally good so so you gotta buy from someone who really knows what they're talking about and um and not just people who just want to sell you stuff you know mm-hmm. because because the important thing in in cooking steak is knowing how to choose your cuts. Mm-hmm. So I would really just recommend Larder Corp if you want to buy steaks here in Cebu. <laughs> you know, like, like enough said. <laughs> enough said. You know? I'll put it on the link. Uh, For people listening, I'll put it in the link in the description. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, cooking steak is really easy, but finding a good one mm-hmm. is very hard. <laughs> That's what I can say. And for people who... Uh, You know, who are not used to cooking steaks, but it can it can feel intimidating, but like for especially for you are not really as exposed to cooking steak, mm-hmm. maybe because it's expensive or maybe it's just not in our culture, I guess. Well, uh, I I think the reason why it it feels intimidating because you know I mean like the maybe the only other way of getting steak other than cooking yourself is going to a steakhouse and mm-hmm. steakhouse are are quite pricey so mm-hmm. they would assume that um it'll be difficult uh, yeah but but it's not a cooking steak is like cooking spam <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really nothing much different than a spam mm-hmm. okay but 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 i think what what justifies a steakhouse price is that they know how to select the right kind of um breed the right kind of cut mm-hmm. the grade they choose it for you so that you know um uh so that you're assured of, of the quality but in terms of cooking you know uh it's almost just like breakfast mm-hmm. food <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really it's, it's really easy you know oh, like, oh. no no brainer <laughs> Bitaw, I yeah. saw how my dad cooks it, and I get to try yeah. to cook. Bitaw said, "No, kanang, yeah. it can feel intimidating, but it's basically just searing or basically just really cooking it in yeah. like a cast iron. Obviously, there's a lot of yeah. ways, you know, you can kanang, sana cook it in flames. You can yeah. broil it. You can cook it in a cast iron sous vide. 
there's like reverse sear and all those yeah. you know it may, these terminologies may sound intimidating because we are not exposed to it but for real like just going down it's basically going back to basic